Hi, everyone, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. We're back. Chad wants me to change and say, this is Holly B. And I'm like, I can't be Holly B. And Sarah, Sarah, like, we, like it Holly rhymes B and Sarah too C. much. Like, that's like... <laughs> it's a little too kitschy. A little yeah. too catchy, kitschy. S- sorry. Holly B and Sarah C. <laughs> on the beat. Sheen on the beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Okay, so... Really? Just just watch the new episode. Yeah, I mean, and not a lot happened this week. Social media, you know, Jack's typically tweeting. He, uh, you know what I came to the conclusion of is he has a lot of fucking time because there's all these shows that I do want to watch. I want to watch Cheer and You and Love is Blind and he's like ahead of the game. I'm like, Dude, you got a lot of time in your hands because I'm struggling. I am struggling to keep up with everything. Like even that, um, what's the one show? I just realized I never finished because they were releasing one episode at a time, which is unusual. The Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, like kind of the, the show based on the whole like Matt Lauer, that one show. I realized I never finished it because I forgot they released an episode a week. So then I was going to get into cheer, but then I'm like, oh, everyone's talking about Love is Blind. I guess I'll jump on that. And it's just a lot. And he's on top of all of it. I'm like, Jax, for as many businesses as you say you have, where do you find the time? I mean, I feel feel like he's like trying to encroach on like Howard Stern being like the king of all media. It's Jax, the king of all media. I think he's following peter's plan of there's 24 hours in a day and he's using all here's of here's my problem though if he came up with like some original ideas like let's say every 20 tweets like one was like oh interesting take jacks but all he does is i think he goes on twitter he sees what's trending and then he just rephrases it in a more stupid way and makes us think that he is on top of it like he's saying the same thing that every single person is saying like yeah everyone is talking about cheer everyone is talking about love is blind did you see what he tweeted about Nick Lachey? He, how he, they just dropped them in at the last minute or something? Well, no, he's like, at Nick Lachey introducing himself in the beginning. Hi, I'm Nick Lachey. Obviously, dude, relax. That was a bit bit much. Hashtag love is blind. Hashtag calm down. <laughs> like, okay, Jax, I'm sure like you really just shaded Nick Lachey and he's like, oh man, I shouldn't have done the intro like that. I should have changed it. Like, Jax, we don't, no no one cares. No one wants your opinion. No. And then people got like, obviously into the people, which I have not gotten into yet. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, I just told Holly's story. I'll tell you in a sec. But Jax is all over going. Uh, people have are weighing in on their opinions. It's like, no, I just found out they're actors or some of them are actors by trade. So it's fake. It's fake. Like everything else. But Vanderbump rules. It's fake. And people were like, well, just because they're actors doesn't mean it's fake because there's actors on The Bachelor. There's actors. Everyone on Vanderpump Rules was a struggling actor, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's fake. He's like, uh, hello, you're talking to someone that's on TV, in TV. I know the cameraman. I know the producers. It's true. Trust me. What do you know? Oh, don't listen to me. I am on TV. It's like, 
Yeah, yeah, don't we won't listen to you, Jax, as someone who mouths their lines constantly. <laughs> right. Well, Ron- that's real. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie was just like with an acting coach and um she, you know, she was like res- she mouthed the line and they said, "Ooh, you know, you got to be careful not to do that." And the first thing I thought was, "Well, Jax needs to come to an acting coach because <laughs> he's constantly mouthing the lines." I love how he love he knows all the cameramen and all the producers too. Is that because he rents all the cameramen their equipment? He knows everyone in this business. Yes. He rents them all their camera equipment because that's his big business. Oh, wait. No, his big business is cannabis. Oh, wait. His big business is low income property. You know, it's funny. I just got like an email and it was like, hey, you can be also a, you know, property, blah, 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 conglomerate, like the big billionaire real estate people. And it's, you know, you put it into a thing and they, they build low income. Ha- I think that's what he did. I think he answered the email ad. Stop. And it says for $500, you can be part of a real estate conglomerate that builds low income housing. Because that's what he said. He goes, I owe several or I own several low income property, blah, 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 throughout the country. I'm like, I think he did. I think it's like the save a child. Like if you give 37 cents a month, the cost of a cup of coffee you will get a picture of a child and pay for their shots. And I, I think that's like, he gets probably a picture of the, the, the property. Yeah. He's like, you are contributing to this property. Therefore, he's an owner. Yeah. In his mind. Like he also, his cannabis or his CBD. Or, no, it's, I think it's cannabis. It's not just, it's not CBD. He said cannabis uh, providing to hospitals and dispensaries. I'm like, hospitals, really? And because someone on his Twitter said, hey, can I invest in this company that you said you have? He goes, no, no, it's just me and my buddy right now. Oh, okay. So it's just you and your buddy, but you're having us believe between all of your, well, diversified business interests, you know, filming, all your little club appearances, that just you and your buddy are actually um, so huge and legit enough to pass through the the hospital requirements, let's just say. Yeah. It's like selling to the government. It's not an easy process. There's a lot of protocol, a lot of red tape. So I'm sorry, Jax. I don't believe you're selling directly to hospitals. You and your buddy in your cannabis business, I'm calling bullshit. And I think your low-income properties around the country, I think you read that email and you're like, I'll set $500. <laughs> yeah i don't know Sh- show us the receipts hon yeah whatever whatever he's fine i'm fine for the rest of my life well, don't then, worry about me well why were a couple years ago then like your your dad was paying your insurance and your your hyatt bill i don't know <laughs> just saying and then his dad that had the GoFundMe for his funeral expenses i'm like okay well maybe he shouldn't have paid everyone's shots at the Hyatt pool that Holly were at Holly and I were at. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Jack's Jack's Jack's. So love is blind. I, I can't, I, I'm waiting. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Everyone's talking about it. I told Holly today, I watched on Sunday episode one. I thought it was into two, but apparently not. So I was working out and I thought, Oh, did Netflix just skip ahead and like keep playing and I missed and 
now I'm in episode six because people were saying I love you and they got engaged. I'm like, oh, I must have missed five episodes. Maybe Netflix just kept playing. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's how the program works. Like you have X amount of days like to complete each thing, I think. Like it's like... Well, no, I went back and I, I'm like, I clicked on the episode. No, it was the end of episode one. And someone already said, I love you and proposed. Uh, and then I went into episode two and I'm like, I don't even know who these people are and I'm supposed to be engaged. So I'm hoping, I mean, I don't know that first engagement though. I was into it with the like camera, the, the first proposal the one who they were just the bartenders bartenders on watch what happens live that was them yeah cameron and then the cute girl with the bob i don't i don't know their names well the first one i saw was cameron white guy and then the girl that was like really eloquent with the bob and then uh, yeah yeah. that's who that's that's what i'm talking about i think no i like them it's just they knew each other two days through a wall. It just seemed like a lot I mean, to get engaged. Don't you believe in love? <laughs> I mean, I guess The Bachelor, you know what? It's over, what, two? I don't think it was two days. I think it ended up being like six days. Well, on my screen it said day three of 30, 32 days till marriage or something. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was six. Okay, well, I mean, and granted, The Bachelor, they literally go on one date. Maybe if they're lucky, two. yeah. I don't how you fall in love and you're ready to get married. It's weird. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I just imagine what if I knew that I was going on to show and I was like, I agree that I am looking for X, Y and Z. Then you go in like thinking that and then I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I mean, I'm just looking forward to a little more excitement and action. And I like the idea of like getting to know someone without seeing them. And I mean, it's it's an interesting concept. And like, no, the that's way, great. Yeah, and the way people are matching up is interesting. And I love that like 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 the height is being brought into question, like how tall people are and stuff. Like I don't know, it's 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 entertaining for sure. Well, but Julia um, just broke up with someone because of height. Oh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's a good guy. He matches, he checks all your boxes. He's, I can't get over the short thing. I'm like, but he's taller than you. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But, you know, I, I have a problem with that too. Like, it's like a thing. Yeah. No, I get it. It's like, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. She's very honest about it. Like, I could never do like the Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes that, um, yeah. coupling. I couldn't do it. No. I mean, like what or Ke- uh, Nicole Kidman finally said, she's like, oh, I can finally wear heels. But then she couldn't because she's just with Keith Urban and he's not that tall either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's back to flats. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be towering over, but yeah. Some well, girls rock it though. Like, I mean, I think that's great. Like good for, like they wear their heels and they're like a foot taller and yeah. all right. Yeah, it's just whatever you're into, what's important to you. Yeah. So cool. No judgment. All right. Well, yeah, nothing really happened. I mean, unless you can think of anything. Um, we've reached out. We've gotten some. Do we want to talk about Laura Lee? We said we were going to do this before. I still don't want to. I just like don't want to jinx anything that still could happen. And if we need to, we can pull our receipts. Well, someone said yes. Anyways, but it's just, you know. I just don't want it even out there that like for people to go after. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, other fun things. Anyways. Yeah. In the works. And, you know, we like to keep our brand, our brand. Our brand. Why not? Because there are mains that are like, yeah, cool. But we like to keep our style, our style. Yeah. It's really nice. And we may do that. But let's just like do what we do best. Yeah, I feel like I I like the side angles. I do too, and I I love the way things are, and it's working for us, and it it works for our listeners, and I, yeah, I think it's great. I think that everyone would be happy for us if something else happened too, though. Like if we ever do decide to, you know, go a different route, I I think that'll be good too. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to get into the episode? Um, really quick though, I, I was going through some tweets. Um, like last week, um, last week or gosh, I'm trying to think of how far back I went. But anyways, I didn't know that um Jackson Lala had like an issue with Charlie. Did they you do? Th- yeah, they like were tweeting like some. They were like shit talking on Twitter. Um, seriously? Yeah. So then there's like an there's what like could a, she have possibly done to them? They there's don't an even article there. about it and everything saying Lala and Jax are seemingly not fans of Charlie. Um, and Jax, a comment that he said was, "You're gonna tell me you never had Kraft brand mac and he he tagged Kraft brand mac and cheese. Of course he does because he loves his free shit. I feel sorry for you, but I also think you're full of poop emoji. Hashtag pump rules." And then um, Lala replied to that and said, she's a fucking moron. Because she hasn't had pasta. And then someone said, yikes, a little harsh over some mac and cheese. And then Lala said, saying you don't eat pasta because that's the reason people are, quote, fat is a stupid thing to say. And then James Kennedy comes in with just laughing emojis. Well, he's friends with Charlie. I mean, I think he's just laughing oh, at like... Oh, is it Lala's post? So he's... I mean, we all know James is blowing smoke up Lala's ass right now, so... I, I just like... He'll sell any friend under the bridge. To uh, me, it just looks bus, like but. um he's just like laughing at like the chatter on Twitter. But I guess if he's your friend, I wouldn't appreciate that. I don't know. Mm. So... Hey, she d- hasn't had pasta. She hasn't had pasta. Why would she lie about it? Like, there's plenty of parents that raise their children... In fact, actually, you know, what's really interesting is it was season three or four playing today where Peter was uh, dating Sarah. Oh, it was four because Lala and Brittany were new. Yeah. And that's when Peter, Jax and Schwartz were babysitting Sarah's kid. Uh Uh-huh. And she left her roles. And I freeze framed on the roles because I'm like, I'm interested in seeing her roles. Yeah. And it said like... You know, no candy, bedtime by nine, no, you know, like f- children friendly stories. And it, like, number three was snack one to two hour, uh, one to every two hours, whatever. And it said organic, gluten free only snacks and food. So, I mean, this is what, you know, four or five years ago, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility, Charlie's young, like her parents were like, hey, maybe they were gluten-free or maybe they're just like not into the, you know, whatever. I don't I don't get the avocado thing because usually if you're like, you know, like organic lifestyle, vegan, whatever, or 
avocado always works. Or even if you're from California, it's like kind but of she like... But she is. And she, she is, I never yeah. had avocado in my life until I moved to um, California. So that flies with me. I get that. But she is from California. Right. And um, as she said, she's, I'm Hispanic from Barstow. So for me, the avocado thing is weird because it doesn't flow with that. Like I can even get past the, we're not eating wheat and gluten and pasta. I can... I see that in like her parents' generation. Her parents aren't probably really much older than myself. Like I can get it that they just raised their child like that. The avocado is what really threw me. And that's what I want to learn more about. But I believe her. Like, why would she lie about it? May or maybe they did give her mac and cheese and she doesn't remember. Who cares? I mean, regardless of like, Why are you persecuting what her the over story stupid? is, it's one of the most interesting things that has happened this season. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Which like is she's, sad. she brought something interesting to the table, which no one else has. So what are we really mad at here? And she really brought it last week and she brings it this week with the Brett thing. She's like, oh my God, he's so boring. He keeps talking about his girlfriend who apparently he broke up with or they broke up two years ago. Like, why are you still talking about her? Interesting little yeah, perspective. I don't know. I got hopes for her. She's becoming more interesting. And, you know, in the the first few episodes when we said we don't care about the newbies, well, there's no airtime. There's no airtime to care about the newbies, but they're developing it. I liked what happened tonight. There was some controversy. I liked that she stood up. Like, she stood up to Sheena and Brett like Dana did. And... She also, like, still, like, was chill with, with Sheena. Like, they, she went at her and was like, why don't you trust me? I thought we were friends. I thought we, da, da, da. like, she confronted her, but then she didn't, like, have a chip on her shoulder about it or an axe to grind, which was nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have hopes. Yeah. Anyways, back to... We jumping in? Well, well, you were talking about the tweet, so. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I didn't catch that. Like, like, why do they care? Like, why do you care if she's had pasta or not? And like, why come out being so mean? Yeah. Like I I don't know. You don't even know her. You don't work with her. Uh, Lala, why does she affect you? as you would say to the pastor, how does this affect you if I ate Ariana's cookie? Why does Charlie affect you? Why do you need to mean tweet? Yeah. Like, are you un- like not happy with your life? You're projecting. Totally. I don't know. what. Like, if they had conflict at work, cool. But you don't even interact. Why are you mean tweeting? Yeah. Jealous much? Because, um, Lola, you're about to be cut because you really have no purpose or relevancy on the show except for being the newly acquiesced which is of we because Christian's out I don't know yeah <sighs> but as we said Lala's not really bringing anything to the show the most interesting thing maybe it'd be Randall which I didn't think okay I'm gonna bring this up now because I didn't bring it up before because I didn't want to be mean or anything but Julia told me in the group, and I'm sorry, I'm a little behind on the group. 
So I'm watching the new 90 Day Fiance, and there's this guy. And the second I saw him, I'm like, oh my God, that looks like Randall, only like in a different version. And I'm like, ah, I'm not even going to say it. People are going to say I'm mean. There's nothing mean about it. I actually really love this guy. He's a sweet little guy. But he does look like Randall in like a different version. And Julia told me today in our group, someone posted like a side by side. So I'm really happy whoever did that. I'm, I'm going to look later. Um, he does look like Randall. So it's not just me. And it has no like, you know, hidden meaning behind it. I'm like, he does look like Randall. Did, you know, yeah. did you see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think so or not? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it's a little bit mean, but, um, well, yeah, I I didn't want to say it, but I also don't want to be mean to either person. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I don't want to say, oh, it's mean to, you know, like the guy's really sweet and I'm like, you know, Randall's been cool on the show and, but isn't that guy on the other show? Like, doesn't he have like a medical condition or no? No. Oh, that's just how he looks. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. He's fine. Oh, I thought he was like. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. He's shorter, but he's four. He's four eleven. Oh, okay. But no, he's not a little person. A little person is. Well, I thought he was like. I thought he was like riding around on like a scooter or something. Yeah, but I, I I don't watch the show, so I don't know. He was riding around a scooter, but he also has a car. Oh, okay. I think the scooter is like you know just for convenience. Yeah. Anyways, I did a fiance. I was fascinating. Okay, should we go on the show? Yes. Okay, so I don't know how I'm going to make this interesting because I had a couple of issues like with this episode. Something was very off. There was like, I felt like, it was like quiet a lot. Like it was like there was silent spots. That's how like I would describe it. Like there was like pockets of weirdness in this episode, but whatever. Okay. So we start off and it's Stassi's birthday, but she's not doing anything. So we have to show that like we're breaking Vanderpump rules tradition because Mm -hmm. a lot's been going on. She had her sister's wedding um, and then we're going right into Kentucky. So she's letting us know that, this year she's going to hold back she's and like, it's, I'm, I'm going to do all or nothing and I'm going to be baby dragon this year, like newly hatched. And next year I'll be like full on dragon. It's like, yeah, just because no one had time. I actually found all of this refreshing that they had that birthday. And then Ariana had her birthday at a regular fucking bar. Everyone was dressed normally as you would at a bar it's just really refreshing yeah just like no theme just like come out and celebrate a yeah, birthday just regular fucking birthday appreciated it a lot well it's sh- it should be like that yeah um yeah just for some random i'm like yeah you should blow it out on like milestone birthdays or even not milestone birthdays, just whenever you can, whenever you want to, but you don't need to do it every year. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, they're talking about how, um, you know, it's Ariana's, uh, Ariana is having a birthday party that night and who's going or Jackson, Brittany going. Um, 
And Schwartz is like really going back and forth with like, should I step in? Like, what should I do? I'm still upset about, you know, T. Sandy. What should I do? Should I mend things or shouldn't I? Should I be best man or shouldn't I? Um, Yeah. And, and Stassi's like, I don't even want to go because like they had to hang out with such random people. Like, I don't want to make small talk with like people I don't even know. But it's like, that's what you do on a birthday. You go to birthday parties. And yes, there are people that mm, you you are acquaintances with, but you don't want to like, like you don't know them well enough. And it's awkward. But that's what you do for your friend. That's right. You know? Yep. I've been to enough mommy parties. I'm like, I know some of your people. I'm like, yep, you make small talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you like find some, I gotta go get some more punch. <laughs> yep. Not your parents, because I love them, and like I could hang out with the... Yeah. <laughs> I was actually like, well, this was last weekend. My friend's mom died, and they're talking about stories. I'm like, I have stories, but not an interesting enough story to like get up and speak about. Right. But like one was like in Catalina and like everyone was partying at the bar and like it was like the small part of Catalina. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. And like I would go up with like his mom and his dad. I'm like, yeah, I'm part. I'm, I'm more like, you know, part of that crew and let the partiers like keep partying. Like, so I bonded over that. Like it was fun. And she, like, I'm like, I don't know. I got it. But uh, I, I, I get Stassi in this moment, but sometimes you just got to suck it up. Yeah, I do too. I, I totally get it. Like it's not, yeah, it's uncomfortable when you're at a, a party like that and that you have to make small talk. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. And even people are talking about my birthday coming up and I'm just like, well, it's not even like ev- actually everyone that I would have there super easy that way Mm -hmm. but it's like schedules and and different i'm like it's just too much i don't want it's just too much yeah everyone has different things going on in their lives that it just doesn't mesh up for me and that will give me stress and anxiety that i would rather do little separate tiny little things oh but it's a big birthday you should do a big but no no actually i would actually kind of rather not but so yeah, that's why it's going to be fun. It's going to be extended fun. By the way, when I was traveling you guys to Dallas, I want to apologize for last week because I know I was coughing a lot and I know that's super annoying. And I did listen to it. and It's very annoying. I was trying not to do cough drops. So I wasn't slopping in your guys's microphone. Um, but the worst was uh, getting on a plane and coughing. And in this particular time, I was getting a lot of looks. And fortunately, I had a friend traveling with me. And I thought I saw like three people put on masks in front of me. Oh, she and her seatmate counted like seven behind me. <laughs> as I was coughing. And it, it's awkward. It's a tense time right now. But it was very I was I was happy I at least had a friend. But it was very awkward and uncomfortable, and I would never, ever travel if I thought I had any kind of thing. But you guys heard me coughing last week, and I apologize because I know it's super annoying. Um, But what was more super annoying was coughing on a plane. And, you know, of course, I get off the plane the next day, didn't cough for two days. 
I'm like, oh. Um, has like, are you gonna? St- it's mental. Are, are you gonna slow down on traveling? Have has things like been canceled for you, or what's going on? No, I'm traveling again on Thursday. Hmm. Um, you gotta live your life, man. Uh, I I'm very I I do do the thirty second hand wash several times and then my friend was going like I washed and washed and then my friend we were going down the escalator at the airport and she puts her hand on the rail and I was like I was about to I was like oh I just washed my hand why would I that's where you get the shit it's the things you don't think about it's not actually someone coughing you're probably putting your hand on the Starbucks counter or the handrail or the bathroom you know the things you don't think about you you know are just as likely as someone that coughed five feet away from you so it's just being diligent and you just wash your hands and I carry antibacterial I kept doing that and you know you just the the masks I, I read it's more like if you are sick like put a mask on so that your cough droplets don't go into the air. Mm-hmm. But the people trying to protect themselves, it's it's not actually a thing. And in fact, you could attract more because the moisture you create between your mouth and the mask attracts bacteria. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, domestically, just, you know, just be careful and just wash your hands and whatnot. But we'll see where things are at in a couple of weeks and in a month or two months, you know, we've heard some things and, you know, but this is, we've been through this before with a lot of different Mm -hmm. things. So just, you know, if you guys see on the back of your uh, Clorox wipes, little container, coronavirus has been around forever. It says it on the back of the thing. It's just right now it's spreading. And so it's not like, you know, it's been around just be careful and yeah wash hands you more like wash your hands before you eat touch your face be conscious before you touch your eyes your nose your mouth which i don't think we usually are we just you just got to recondition yourself yeah um well, um well and i was traveling with a nurse and she's like well actually we just lost 12,000 people last year to influenza. So when you think about we actually lose more people to the flu than, and I'm not saying it's not going to change, knock on wood, everyone. Um, it's just, yeah. You know. Anyways, I want to be a Debbie Downer. Let's, let's move on. Okay. Um, so. So they're like, why are Jackson Brittany? actually even going to Ariana's birthday. I mean, obviously it makes sense that Brittany is because she's, you know, Ariana is still a bridesmaid until she determines otherwise. But why is Jack's going? And, well, I guess you kind of have to. Um, Stassi thinks... I mean, I would be pulling out of everything. I'd be like, I have a wedding to plan. I'm not coming to your stupid birthday. Like, it, yeah. I would not show up. But the show must go on and they must all be together. That is why they're <laughs> all going. Well, Stasi thinks that he'll regret not having Sandoval. Why? And why would why would he regret that? Because hmm. it's a dear friend of his and he'll look back and That's what she said. That is what she said. So you made a fantastic point. 
So I watched it early and then Holly came over and watched it live and was pausing to take notes and but you you had just the greatest revelation. Well, I it was just very like she was just very like he will regret it. Like that's his friend. Like why would, you know, you're going to regret that night as I paused it, I was just like, well wouldn't she also regret not having her friend Kristen at her wedding? Right. Like, because she was like Santa was a lifelong friend. He's going to regret it. She, I mean, she did say, unless you're just done forever and you know for a fact you're done forever, then fuck it. Let it go. But if you think there's a possibility, you need to have him. And she said all these things. And clearly that made Jax change his mind. Well, he says later, oh, I'm just tired of hearing everyone. But Stasi's words are like, like Holly said, oh, but that doesn't apply to Kristen. You're... Lifelong friend for so equally many same same French. They've known each yes. other the same amount of time. Yes, and just one little blip, and that. And what was the blip? Like, okay, I get like Sandoval's questioning Jacks, and it's that she won't break up with Carter. They cannot have it. <laughs> like it doesn't make. But any like, sense. Christian didn't question Stasi. She, in fact, when she was with Patrick, she's like, "Oh yay! I'm so glad you're back together." She was so supportive of them. So it's like, where was the the blip? Where's the little controversy? Oh, like Sandoval didn't go to his one bachelor party. Sandoval questioned him on his pastor. What did Christian do? Oh, Christian didn't break up with Carter because Stasi thought she should. Hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, great point. Where's, you know, your argument here, Stassi, for Sandoval? Where's, apply it to yourself with Kristen. Yes. Crazy. Crazy shit. I don't know. So then we go over to Lisa's and Natalie comes over and... They're talking about Lisa's mom. I thought it was interesting. She's like, oh, she was so smart. She's part of Mensa. She could solve a Rubik's Cube in 30 seconds, which props to that, because the only time I solved a Rubik's Cube was when I was smart enough to figure out to peel off the stickers and make it happen by cheating. Oh, that's funny. Which I think is his own kind of brilliance, but I think a lot of people I feel like every time that I would beg Ron and Diane for a Rubik's Cube, they'd be like, no. You like we're not wasting our money on that and it's like maybe if they would have wasted their money on it then I would have been smart you know like maybe I would have been like Lisa's mom did they give Mikey one though and go well Mikey you're smart you can have yeah one. here like <laughs> you're really good at sciencey stuff here you go here you go Ross yeah <laughs> Holly just no you mean Monica yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's a Friends reference for you guys. The, a full circle for Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, Jax just tweeted, Katie, oh, we need this. Monopoly. <laughs> Friends edition. Did you see this, Katie? I think they made it for us. So here's what... Okay, I, I mean, this is sad. Lisa lost her brother. I knew she was very close to Danny Kay, her grandma. But, you know, you never hear her talk about her mother. She talked about Nanny Kay a lot. So this whole thing, she can't go to the wedding because her mother died. Wait, can you tell me who who you're talking about? I don't know who that is. Nanny Kay? Yeah. That's you, her grandma. Are you saying Nanny uh-huh. Kay? Yeah. Okay. Just... 
That's what she called her. Okay. It was a whole thing with her and Kyle. Okay. Because she's like, you don't know who Nanny Kay is. I've referenced her my entire life. Like, I think Nanny Kay was kind of like the, the grandma that raised her. Okay. And so she was the most important person in her life. And so for Kyle not to remember who she was, Lisa was like, you don't know. She was like, Sandoval, dude, do you even know me? Do you even know me? Like, it was a huge slap. But you never heard Lisa talk about her mother. Um, here's what's weird. And this is very sad. And I'm sorry for her mother's loss. And it sounded like it was very sudden through that um, vein thing. Um, but Natalie was like, oh gosh, and you won't be able to go to the wedding. And Lisa goes, well, I can't even gauge when the funeral will be. It's, it's out of my control, but I'm thinking it's your mother. And we learned last year when your brother died that he was your only sibling. And I know Nanny Kay has died. Because that was, you know, a big thing in her life, which would be her grandmother. I'm assuming her mother's mother. So it was out of your control. And who the fuck cares about Jackson Brittany's wedding? Deal with your mother's death and her funeral and do what the fuck you want to do. But she's like, well, it's out of my control. I can't really gauge when the funeral is going to be. I'm like, well, who is planning the funeral? Yeah, um, I don't get this. This is definitely going to keep me up tonight and I'm going to research it because I just I wanted to see the the line like I just want to see the obituary and who is survived by like Holly said, maybe her mother was remarried. And so it's up to the the new husband and maybe Lisa didn't get along with him. There just has to be. Yeah, there's definitely something. I mean, there's there's like a missing piece of the puzzle for sure. Like, and I don't, it may be nothing, but I'm just curious. Like, it, it's a really good well, question. And they looked very similar. Like, they didn't even look that old um, when they had that side-by-side picture of them, her and her mother. Yeah. It looked like they were maybe a 20-year difference. Mm-hmm. Like, her mother had her young. Mm-hmm. So, maybe it is like she married someone and Lisa didn't prove or didn't go along. And so, maybe it's up to the stepfather yeah second husband or whatever husband and maybe that is it and she just don't want to get go into it and that's fine but i would think as your only surviving child you would have a say yeah on the the gauge of the funeral or when or how or or whatnot so i mean unless her plans were just laid out as clear as possible and you know I think there's a story there. I do too. She's so private though. Like she loves to drill into everybody else's lives, but she never gives up her own personal details. Hmm. You know, I mean, she, she does. I mean, I guess she talked about getting max and all of that, but she's very controlled about it. So I just thought that was interesting. It is. It is. That's a good point. That she can't gauge when the funeral is going to be so she can't commit to the wedding because she doesn't know she just has to be available and i thought you're the only surviving probably family member you're the one with all the control and not that she should plan her funeral around this stupid wedding yeah i would i would be horrified if she did um, but it just clearly seemed like it was all out of control. It kind of seemed like she went there and then they probably said, oh, we're not going to have something for three weeks. 
like a celebration right. of life. Right. So she came back so quickly, and that's why she was able to go to the wedding. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Because there's no way she went there that fast, had a funeral, came back. was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the wedding. I think she went there to put in her time, and they said, oh, we're going to have something in three weeks to allow people to plan. That's how things are done these ways, and that's why I was in Dallas. Someone, you know, it was a, it was a celebration of life, and it had happened a month ago, But and I did the same thing with my dad. Like, we do things differently now. You know, you you plan things ahead so that people that really want to be there can plan and can be there. It used to be back in the day, if someone dies, you have a, fu- a funeral two or three days later. No one can come in, you know. Now people do it two, three weeks in advance so people can come in and people have changed their MO on, like, you know, however they want to go out, cremation, whatnot. So I kind of think, you know, that's probably what happened was, you know, a delayed celebration of life and she probably went back. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, from working at an attorney's office and doing a lot of estate planning and stuff like it, like literally you can have it mapped out exactly what you want. And, you know, you just tell people carry out your wishes. Yeah. Well, I guess, well, we're talking about insurance type situations. (laughs) Let's talk about our sponsor of the week, Endurance Warranty. So Endurance is a direct provider of vehicle protection plans that saves drivers thousands of dollars on auto repairs. Endurance is one of the largest vehicle protection companies in the U.S. In fact, Endurance is rated number one vehicle protection company by Consumer Affairs. Endurance pays mechanics directly for parts and labors and cuts out the middleman. I know I appreciate that because, as Holly and I said last week, you know, sometimes we feel vulnerable going to an auto repair shop. We don't know what we're doing and we just feel like, oh gosh, kind of at their mercy. So I I love having, you know, the idea of an advocate checking things out for me and, and representing me without you know, me having to know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have lots of different plans that work around your situation, whether it's around your mileage, your budget, your schedule. Um, their plans include 24-7 roadside assistance. They have personal concierge. So if you are on the road and break down, they'll help you find a hotel um, they help you with the fob replacement and tire repair. I know I actually need that right now. I have a donut on my car and I just, I'm avoiding it. So it was something like this. I think it could, uh, I could probably have that fixed real quick. Anyways, you know, when a breakdown happens, you just don't know if you don't have towing. Um, this provides towing. It finds a mechanic for you. They advocate on the repairs. They negotiate the best repair pricing. They find you the hotel room. You know, if you're away from home, and it just gives you like kind of a backup plan. So you guys can try this. Um, Go to endurancenow.com. Enter code pumpers. For $300 off for our listeners. So the website is Endurance Now. It's E N D U R A 
E-N-C-E-E, I'm sorry, E-N-D-U-R-A-N-C-E-N-O-W.com. So endurance now dot com slash pumpers for $300 off for listeners. Insurance plus endurance equals total protection. Love that. Cool. Check it out. So then we go over to Danica requesting Dana and Raquel to help her fold napkins for a big party coming in because Peter did not have anyone fold napkins last night. And uh, so now these girls have to do it on their shift. I mean, is folding napkins still a thing? Like, why aren't they just delivered folded? (laughs) I don't know. Well, and sometimes they don't have napkins. When we were there, Peter was saying he had to go over to Craig's. To Craig's, yeah. Go over to Craig's and go get some napkins. (laughs) Call them like it's fine. So weird because it wasn't even like, why didn't you say pump or tom-tom? So weird. Still boggles my mind. I feel like like someone like Peter would literally use that as like an in to like walk into Craig's to like possibly be recognized. <laughs> He's like, hey, um, we you know we're right down the street at, at um, sir. Do you guys have any napkins we could borrow? Oh, uh, well, sir, sexy, unique restaurant. You might have seen me on TV. <laughs> and then a, papar- a paparazzi's like, Peter. And he's like, yes. Like he's like all excited, you know. That's right. Um, yes. So they are folding napkins and it's, so it's Dana, Danica and Raquel and Raquel, you know, is like, yeah, hey guys, I got drunk. I I blacked out when I was Sheena. I'm like, I literally blacked out and she took good care of me and got me home. And I left my phone in the kitchen, but it like went dead and like James was texting me and. Well, where was James? Like, why wasn't he at, like, why doesn't he just go home and go ask her? I'm assuming he was probably on one of his gigs. Okay. Because all last summer he was traveling doing these club gigs all the time and he was probably drunk and probably flirting with chicks too. But here's my theory. He's projecting on her because everyone I've known that's been a cheater, they project that onto the other person and they think they're cheating. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, they're not cheating. You're cheating. So you think they're cheating. But yeah. You're projecting. They're not cheating. Um, so I think he's doing shit and he's trying to like catch her in a thing like Jax would have loved if he caught Brittany cheating. He loved the fact when she hooked up with Aaron again so that he could use it against her. So I think James is fishing, but he's also drunk. And also, you know, he says later, he's like, I don't trust anyone drunk. And of course, every guy's going to be all over Raquel. It's like, we all know. I'm like, I can see right now, Raquel's not a cheater. And I could see she probably had two drinks and was probably wasted. Yeah. Because she seems like a lightweight. She's uh, she's thin, but she just doesn't seem like, you know, she's got a high tolerance. Yeah. Um, so, and of course, our phones go dead all the time. And she was in the house. So I felt for her, but I think he was projecting. And I'm sure he was just off, you know, 
Atlantic City or Omaha or any of his gigs that he's been doing so many club gigs. And sometimes she comes with him and sometimes she doesn't because she has to live her life too. But Well, on the 25th, he was in Chicago, which would have been later than this was filmed, but could have been. You never know. Yeah, because they keep rearranging yeah. storylines. Yes. So he could have been in Chicago. He, for a while, he was traveling all the time, and we thought, how is he filming? Yeah. Because he's playing a gig around the country. He's in Oklahoma City. He's he's everywhere. Yeah, he so. was all over the place. And because the dude had to get a paycheck because mm-hmm. he wasn't in airtime. That's for sure. So here's what I, 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 obviously, I have a problem with James's text to her. That goes without question. But here's what I have a problem with. Raquel already said this. She already said, she's like, I woke up to these texts. He called me a slut, a whore. Like, why aren't you picking up your phone? Like, okay, we got it. That's enough. Oh, no. Then she's in our confessional. And then you hear, once again, um, the breakout wannabe star. Like, I want to be part of the cast. So don't you think that you should really just, like, read all the texts right now? in front of me in your confessional and like Raquel's so like trying to be like a people pleaser, a people pleaser way more than Sheena and trying to be on the show. Okay. It's Jerry baiting her, Jerry gaslighting her, read the text, read the text. I want to make you look bad. I want to make James look bad. I went, anything doesn't make Stasia look bad. And he just fucking makes Raquel read all the texts from James. And it's like, you know what, Jerry? We already fucking got the gist of it. Don't put this girl through any more torture. Don't embarrass her anymore. And yeah, we, yeah, we got, you want to shame James. You've already punished him. He hasn't been in every, any fucking episode. And guess what? The fans aren't having it. So right now you're our, you're punishing the fans, you're punishing him, and now you're going to like try again and make us all hate James by reading every single fucking text. And yeah, we do hate him for that, and that's disgusting, 100%. But guess what? We can all come to our own conclusions, and guess what? We can all have gotten that from Raquel's little bit that she revealed. You didn't need to fucking do that to her. You're a selfish fucking bastard i fucking hate and why and why did they choose to play him asking that that asinine question too because (sighs) right like the way they could have cut that part the way he structured his sentence was very um like it made me like uneasy like the sentence he was like do you think maybe you should I think you should maybe you should maybe read the text like what Jerry like spit it out. Are you like what yeah. what are you? Like, it was uncomfortable, and um. But it remind me is the Bachelor, and the show on Lifetime Unreal, which is based on the Bachelor. Yes, spoof of, but it's like how the producers really bait these girls. He's doing it to her, but this is real life. Like he's taking advantage of Raquel, and I'm not here for it. He's I, fucking with her, and I'm 
and she's not getting it that he's fucking with her, and he's just like, Ugh, no, she's this trying is to do gonna a good be job. so good. She, this is good. Yeah, she's trying to be a good little girl and do a good job and impress the producers for being compliant, and he is fucking with her the same way he should fuck with everybody else, but he's protecting everyone else, and he doesn't do it, but he's fucking with her, and I'm not here for it, and you're a fucking douchebag, producer Jerry. Go the fuck away. Move on. Your time's up. I'm sick of you. You're disgusting, and you're you're on Harvey Watch for me. I'm, I mean, I'm over I mean, it. mic drop after that. Yeah. Go. What he just did to her? Fuck you. Fuck you, producer Jerry. Um, I also don't like what he did to her, but by making her do that, it revealed something to me that I didn't even know that I wanted. Um, I need Raquel to like either start a podcast or read for like an audio book. I mean, the way she read those texts was, I mean, just genius genius you know she's like whore slut <laughs> i mean it was really good really really good yeah and, and like, fuck you james for saying it yes i'm not like i'm not missing the person saying it no, i'm not blaming the messenger no no but uh, he, he she already got the point across and and yeah fuck you james for saying that to raquel but. yes um but she delivered it eloquently is what you're saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I like when I saw that he was going to do that to her, I was like, oh, my gosh. But then when she read it, it was like ASMR. Yes. Slut. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah. I don't want to marry you. Yeah. It was just like, tell me more, Raquel. <laughs> yeah. Um. But who hasn't been Raquel? So then, the, good for her. I'm super happy she had a fun night and got drunk and fell asleep without her phone. Because guess what? We all need to fall asleep without our phones. Um, it's it's a really good exercise. It's cleansing. It's cleansing. It's like oh, remember back in the day when we didn't do all this shit? Yeah, and and back was, in the day, I mean, like ten years ago. Do you know what I was like telling, we had phones, but we didn't have social totally. media. I was telling Ronnie, I was like, do you know that? I used to have to wait in line to use the phone. Like if someone had to make a call, like yeah. you literally had to wait and be like, give me the phone yeah. or yeah. I mean like there was just like so many things that had to happen to use the phone, whether it be like answering the phone that was freaking awkward. Hello. And then it'd be like, your, you your, don't know. Yeah. Or it's like before your, caller ID. Yes. Do you even, you were alive then? Yes. And then like I had to do emergency breakthroughs to my mother because like, She'd be taught like she didn't have call waiting, or maybe it's before he existed. Um, well, they actually don't have it, but um, she'd be just chatting on the phone. She'd forget about me at school, and I do an emergency breakthrough. I call the operator. I'm like, I need to do an emergency breakthrough, and they're like, okay, and they'd be like, you have an emergency breakthrough call coming from Sarah, and I'm like, and then okay, accept. Where the hell are you? You're supposed to pick me up an hour ago. I'm waiting. This is embarrassing. And I would get like a verbally abusive, like um, junior high child, like yelling at her mother for not picking her up on oh time. Oh my god! Well, this would never be you because you're a <laughs> you're a great mom picker upper. Um, no, my mom would make me wait 
again, once you get to the fourth child, they're like, they're fine. Yeah. Um, also, I was like a you know, teenager. My, um, I never did an emergency breakthrough, but um, my my friend would do them like when my dad was on like an important call and he would get like he would not accept <laughs> and he'd be like, your friend is an emergency. Like it was like so like it was always like a problem. <laughs> But I also feel like like we're missing out on like prank calls. Like you you yeah. can do it from your cell phone, but it's not the same. No. There were so many little games you could do with the phone. You know, like just my dad even did them when he was young. He but he would do things like he'd call up a random thing and be like, "Hey, is your refrigerator running?" Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you better go catch it. <laughs> and like that'd be like their fun. I'm like ah. Good, clean, fun in the 50s. But like like super bad dad jokes like that. They would do like he told me all these prank things. Did and you I, did you ever order like pizza to somebody's house? I mean, I think that's fraud. <laughs> like, no. Well, I I couldn't because we didn't we didn't have any chain restaurants in our town. <laughs> You so, guys didn't have pizza delivery? No. <laughs> I, I, we still don't. I still have to go down and pick it up. Oh, my God. Like, in in town, you can get it delivered, but... Yeah. Not no one's coming my, down your driveway. Yeah, you see yeah, the driveway. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Okay. Back to... Where are we? What do you think about when she said heroin in your eyeballs? Yeah, that was weird. It was. It was just like a weird, like, I felt like it was like a joke that didn't land. Yeah. I don't really care for it. I'm trying really, really hard to like Dana. Like, I want to be cool and be like, I think she, I, my big, my hope, I'm putting my hope in Dana. She's cool. But for some reason, it's like, I'm like, I feel like I'm forcing it. Well, and sh- and now I feel like Charlie is like more natural and i have something else to say too i feel like last week with randall's debut Mm -hmm. that he came into our hearts and did something that Bo has not been able to do this entire time right i just i something he was more genuine to me yeah he he's not in it for the fame or the money um he's supporting his chick who he finally committed to that like i'm not saying finally it was actually a good reasonable amount of time um i think he realized he doesn't have a lot to lose if he just is himself um he's more endearing because he's just being natural but like like let's just let's let's just play a little game really quick like let's say that um Randall and Lala don't make it. They divorce. It's ugly. I don't think that Randall is going to change like who he is as a person. No. If they like he's going to keep doing his Instagram posts like he's going to keep living his life like nothing is going to change about him because that is who he is and that's who he's showing for Bo. If Bo and Stassi were to have a nasty breakup, I don't know that um that we would 
I don't know. I'm not saying that he would change like who he is, but I think that he may like take a breath and like go back to like maybe being what he was before. Like there's, it's like a really big shift. Don't you like, I, I don't He's know. He's on I'm the not road right. being her assistant and sidekick. And that's only going to go so far or last so far unless he ends up still being the Jason Hoppy and just the the sidekick, the the purse holder and the and right now he's laughing at it. It's like, I know, I'm the guy holding her purse. I know and he's getting a kick out of it because he's he's getting paid and I I I, I do think it bothers him. I think he want he I think it bugs him, but he also knows he has no choice. Like happy wife, happy life. He's like, well, I could make, uh, let's just say he makes, I don't know, a week. Let's say he makes a thousand dollars a week doing his casting, which isn't maybe consistent. And Stassi's like, I will pay you a guaranteed thousand a week to travel around with me and be my comfort and my sidekick and my co-host. And my, so he has a guaranteed paycheck, whereas casting is like probably sporadic. He's a free agent, right? Um, kind of like Carter. He's a free agent. So he's getting guaranteed money. I actually knew a couple like this. The guy was dating a stripper and she works weekends, right? He's like, I want you to stay home. And she's like, this is when I make my money. And he was okay with her being a stripper, but he said, I will pay you what you make on average on a weekend to stay home. So like, not like a paid hooker thing. He's like, but I want you to be home on my weekend because I'm working during the week. It's kind of like that. You know, he's like, I want to spend time with you, but I understand this is the time when you make money. So Stassi is kind of like, well, I'll pay you the same you would make casting, but I need you to be my sidekick, my co-host, my assistant, my lover, my, uh, support companion person, whatever. Um, and I think that's what he's doing. And I I just think it's going to eventually bubble up. And well, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's going to bubble up for him, you know, because that's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. At some point, he's taking, I mean, he's got a lot on his shoulders. Honestly, she's putting a lot on him. But besides that, like, I not saying that I know Stassi, but you know, we do know her for, you know, X amount of years now on the show. And she, you know, I feel like you can kind of look at a person's history to see, you know, what's going to happen. And they're like, just like going by history, there is no way that like, she is totally like, um, what's the right word? Zed with him not bringing in the income. Like, that's not a turn on. It's just, it's not like, there's no way, like, it's, I'm sure it's fine. And I'm sure that like, it, like it's, and she's saying that it's okay. But, there is like when Frank met her parents and he goes, Oh, you're not a Democrat. Are you? He's like, Oh God, no. He's like, Oh, you have another job. Remember when Frank said, Oh, I'm going back into real estate. Yeah. And Stassi's father was like, Oh, you have a real job. Thank God. Because Jax was just a stupid bartender mm-hmm. and they loved Frank because he was like a realtor and blah, blah, blah. 
same thing. Oh, well, and then there's just like other little things too. Like I just, I feel like she's like pretty nitpicky about like appearance and like weird things. And he's just so quirky with his like crazy tattoos, his wild hair and just his whole style. Like I just, um, it's it's cute. It's cute in the beginning. Like I think that's, it's like super cute. And I think that she's like, I, what I can fall in love with a normal guy. It's totally fine. But I, I have a feeling that no. Bo Bo may be her Chris Judd to her J Lo. No, it's it's Schwartz. It's cute and quirky in the beginning, and then you're like, oh, it's it's not so cute anymore. Like his bed head, his bow tie, his overalls. Oh, it's quirky, funny. He owns it. What's great is that he owns it. Agree. It's great that he owns it. Love it too. But Schwartz. Oh, Baba Baba. Super cute, <laughs> quirky, charismatic, and then it kind kind of starts to wear on you, and you're like, "Oh God, it's a lot." Yeah. At some point, when are you going to be a man? And like, I like, I feel bad for even saying this about Bo because I'm sure he's a really nice guy. But just like as talking about like Vanderpump rules the show and what Stassi stands for, it just doesn't truly align with her brand. It just doesn't. Well, and also, Bo's gotten real finicky lately and real um, resentful of the fans. So I'm actually going to... What do you mean? He's real like, enough, enough. Like, he wants a spotlight, but then it's like when it's inconvenient to him. So I'm going to go out and say, as much as I got tired of the Schwartzy, oh, oh. You know what? He's still super fantastic to fans. You're right. And Bo has gotten finicky and he has shut people down. Really? Put his hand in their face. He's complained about it. Oh, I've heard it on the podcast. He complains about it. He's irritated with it. And it's like, mm, careful, careful there. So I'm going to give it to Schwartz as much as, you know, we've kind of got, you know, we went through our ups and downs of Schwartz. He's still actually maintaining his humility and appreciation and humbleness. Um, and Bo, I think, is getting a little tired of it. And That was fast. Yeah, super fast. Wow. You know, like Brittany, actually, everyone said, Brittany's always nice. She's the one, she'll take pictures like Sheena. And then literally in the last year, I started hearing she's been barricading herself like Stassi and Katie and she gets annoyed and she's been putting herself private and I get it's a lot and you at some point you you do have to draw lines of course yeah for sure yeah and some people do it better than others and whatnot but um she has gotten you know changed I think she's less accessible than she was um which is good for her, she needs to set up boundaries, but I think she's become less accessible than Sheena, which, mm, Brittany, I think Jack said it. He's like, when Brittany is around Stassi, she gets a real attitude yeah. and real pretentious and real demanding. And then when she's around other people, it's like, you know, a little different. And I think that might be her hometown friends or whatnot. But... You, you can see the influence there. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. 
and we veered. Okay, so um, next we go over to Tom and Ariana's, and she's putting on her makeup, and um, T. Sandy brings her a glass of wine, which I thought was sweet, um, and she says that for the first time in a long time, she got, like, a good rest. She slept, which, um, God, I can relate to that. Like, sometimes when you are not sleeping, like, you just cannot function, and you just you just do. You need that reset, like... Yeah, I do. I, don't, I can't really relate there. You can't. No, you know, like I say, I sh- I shoot for fourteen hours. So yeah, well, I, I if I fall short of that, I feel like I'm still okay. You know, if I fall short to twelve or ten, I'm still I'm still workable. I'm still. <laughs> and right now, everyone, including yourself, wants to shoot me. <laughs> do you know what I'm doing tomorrow morning? Mostly Peter. Tomorrow morning, I'm doing Barry's boot camp. Oh, fucking insane. I got an email from them about, here's how we're dealing with, well, I've gotten it from Equinox. Oh, I did too. I got, yeah. yeah. I've gotten it from all the gyms. And well, it is disgusting. Like to think of the gym. Ugh. Well, I feel really good about my gym now because like, um, they're very clean. Yeah. I'll just say that. There's like, well, th- I can think you of don't what- even clean your mats. Like you're done with your mat and there's people there taking your mat away for you and they're like putting it into a chamber. Yeah. Shit. Well, that's like literally the top of the line gym. But imagine the other ones. Yeah. So I'm going to still have a 24 hour thing, which I'm going to, I'm going to do. But like when I move. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to drop. What? Why are you looking at me weird? How can you drop? Well, because probably where I move, they won't have an equinox. They're not very prevalent. Okay. There's just few. Anyways, and I have 24 hour for life for $19. And then I'll just carry my own Clorox wipes or something. I don't know. I'll deal with that at the time. We'll see what's going on with the world. Right now, I'm like, I'll cut corners wherever else, but I really like my gym right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, where were we going with that? Why Why am I? <laughs> I'm so confused right now. We were at the birthday party at the Naughty Pig, and I Ariana slept, and then... I liked... Um, Oh, I said, you know what I'm doing in the morning? Barry boot camp. Sorry, that was yeah. my fault. Why, at the same place that we went? No, um, in Long Beach. <laughs> um, All right, well, good. So it's not that stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't like her. I don't know. I didn't even... She ruined it for me. I um, I don't even remember the like the instructor. I remember. I, saw, I could pick her out of lineup. Really? Yeah, I didn't like her at all. Um, a real attitude. Yeah, but I am very nervous to get back into it because I feel like when I was doing Barry's boot camp, I was like at peak condition. So getting back in, you know, you got to start somewhere. So here we go. Anyways. I wish you could take my... Okay. Anyways. Naughty pig day. Pig. Naughty, naughty pig. Naughty pig birthday. And anyways, cool. Low key. Um, Danica is there. Talks to Charlie about the date and she's kind of there and she says oh yeah all he did was talk about his girlfriend then I find out he's been like broken up with her for two years which is kind of interesting 
I didn't realize they'd been broken up for two years because his whole claim to fame and getting casted was that he was dating this famous YouTuber girl and you're a YouTuber girl. Do you know who she is? I have no idea who she is. And you don't even know? I watch like a certain area of YouTube. I mean... No, I don't know. Who well, that she's is. a makeup girl. Which yeah, I, I don't watch that. Like we talked about last week. Like she's like you said, she didn't. You didn't even think Charlie did her makeup well, and I was like, uh, okay, why would a guy comment on makeup? Like that's weird. And also, Charlie like doesn't even have much makeup on. First of all, doesn't need it. Second of all, whatever makeup she had on looks super tasteful and like, like. You could never rip on her makeup is the point. Like I was watching like Lala on this season four today. Her makeup was horrible. Katie's makeup still today in tonight's confessional. Horrible. Charlie, there's nothing to rip on. It's like, oh, she has mascara on. Oh, she put her mascara on wrong. Actually, actually watching The Bachelor. Yeah, there is a way to put mascara on wrong unless it's you're into that trend. Did you see Madison and her spider lashes? Like, I know that's a thing. And some people like this little spider lashes, but she looked ridiculous. I'm sorry. She has beautiful, beautiful eyes. This um, runner up on the bachelor, but you're so distracted by her spider lashes that it looks dumb. It takes away from her face, her beautiful eyes. All you're looking at are like, Oh, they look like spiders. Hmm. It's just stupid. Anyways, I don't know. Whatever. I believe she know that she said Brett ripped on her makeup because why I, would she randomly say that? Because she has no makeup to rip on. Is because I feel like I feel like girls like Sheena are um, like they stand around and shoot this this shit. And like, let's say that a guy compliments her and says, like, you look pretty today. OK. And she's like, thanks. Like I did my, my makeup took an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, wow, really? An hour and a half. And she's like, yeah, you know, that's what it that's what happens when like you take care of yourself. And then like she looks around. And she's like, do you think anyone else does their makeup like that? And then they get going on other people like yeah. to make and she's making herself feel better. It's like a whole thing. And then they misread. Yes. Oh, he ripped on your makeup. Yes. Okay. I got it. I mean, that's like my theory. I don't know. That's just like how else. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense how it would come up any other way. Like it would be bizarre and yeah. weird. Well, the other thing I didn't like is then they go and, and Brett calls Charlie in his confessional. Well, she's like a child. It was like dating a child. It's like, <gasps> I go live your life. And didn't like, like that either. No, he's already dish, uh, dished on Sheena, insulting her, saying she was like, whatever, needy, clingy, cooker, I have, I have a big <sighs> problem with him. The way he was, that he spoke um, oh, later. Oh, disgusting. It, yeah. It, like, a bad kisser. Just, he's so dismissive of women. But I didn't like the way, like, and I'm glad that Charlie said it too, where she's like, why are you getting so angry or something like that? Or like, are you done? Are you done yelling? Because it was true. Like he raised his voice in this like aggressive way where it's like, I, I am man. You listen to me. You don't talk like, like you can't walk away. She said, I have a table. You can't walk away. You're this isn't the last of you. Like, yeah, he took it from like zero to 60 real quick. And in but like he didn't even do it in like a clever like table flipping way. It was like 
No. Ew. I think he felt rejected because she wasn't into him. And so he felt like he needed to then, instead of being a gentleman, she's just not that into you. He had to lash out and demean her, call her a child, call her this, just like he did to Sheena. And I'm not saying uh, Sheena rejected him. He's just a fucking dick and douchebag I think that, that that's, demeans women. Yeah, and I think that like the cracks are starting to show. I mean, they've already shown with him, but... Um, I the respect de- level for women is not there at all. No. And I feel like he um, has nothing to do with Sheena and Sheena's desperation or clinginess. He clearly just did it to Charlie, who yeah. did nothing to him. Yeah. And he just keeps on um, kind of exposing himself that he is like, he's super insecure. Like he mentions yeah. like, I got cheated on. Or wait, did he say that? Who said that? Did someone say they were cheated on? Mm, I didn't, Am I thinking of a different show? I didn't. <laughs> I think I'm I didn't thinking, hear him say that. But I'm thinking of that show we were just talking about. That love, love is, blind. is blind. Yes. Um, but no, I feel like he he is like he likes to make himself a victim. Yeah. Like every, it's always someone else's fault, or you know, it's could never be him. I'm I don't know. Surprised at his age, he's he's coming off like. Someone of like a Jax and Jax's age, but like at his age, he should be more woke and the shit he says about people and women and like, oh, just because like clearly she didn't seem to be into you, like you gotta like go like fucking annihilate her. I don't know. That's just the vibe I got. So I have a question. Again, like, still not a fan. Still not winning me over, Brett. Uh no. Um I I have a question. So from birthdays past, you know, between me and you, we've had been to a lot of birthday events, parties, get togethers, dinners, whatever it be, you know, big birthdays, little birthdays in between. Um, do you to celebrate a birthday? Do you take shots? Is that like a normal thing that you do? No, I don't like shots at all. But like, what about your friends? Not I'm not talking about Michaela, like um. Well, no, they they and their friends do. Yes, I know. I feel like they're an exception. Mm. I just like I don't know many people who like just like you know go out and like so, like that celebrate with like a shot for their birthday like okay birthday shots oh, oh Michaela doesn't enjoy it she doesn't want a shot it's like there's yeah yeah like I see what you're saying I don't know like like we're still doing that with this group they still have to like have their shots and like I, I, we well, heard jacks fireball fireball is there fireball let's do shots and then there's like oh six to t- tequila shots six fireball shots yeah they're so it's just i don't know like i i have yet to go out with like a group of friends and like well i mean we will go out though for my birthday and we will not be doing shots because it's my birthday and i will request specifically no shots (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know like it just doesn't like when you go out with your friends it's not like okay guys shot time like it's just not yeah because you're not going to take it to that level like and because it gets taken to a level when you do that when you do that you're going in and to go big 
Well, I think it's a 20s something thing. They're all pushing 40. That's what I'm saying. Like we've moved into a different decade, like a different time of life, but nothing has changed yet. Right. And you're right. They did change a venue this year. They did change the type of party, which cool. But you have to understand like we saw Randall and Lala and Jackson Brady at a restaurant at a nice restaurant with taking shots in Brentwood and she's throwing back which is supposed to be a nice tequila sipped on which probably is what Randall intended and his intention was so it's like I'm going to give you this nice 50 year old maybe that's why and then she tossed it back like a fucking shot do you think that's why they dubbed in that who's ordering shots like maybe that's what like yeah because it wasn't a shot yeah and so they had to make that work a nice glass of probably a nice age like randall probably ordered like a nice fucking thing to sip on yeah um because you could tell by the glass it was in yeah they got shots it would have been that's i don't know Uh, like i said last week this is a girl that went to wine country with a flask and just drank a shot when they wine tasted like you can't even expand your like holly holly's not a wine drinker doesn't like wine but you went wine tasting with me and you sucked it up and you don't have to drink the whole thing you actually just tasted it yeah i've been i've been wine tasting a bunch of times and yeah i mean no i don't i don't enjoy wine but i can you know, hang. You don't feel like you need to put a flask of um, four loco in no, your in your I pocket. Just, just don't, <laughs> I'm not just. A, I'm not a big alcohol fan. Like yeah. I wish I was, but well, and nor, of course, you weren't pot smoking then either. But nor did you when we were wine tasting. You're like, hold on, I'll take a puff of a uh, oaky veep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. So, um, I did like that. I thought it was cool that it looked like Ariana was having a really good time. She was really letting loose. Um, the only thing I didn't like then at the end of this is exactly what Ariana said last week. Why do you guys want me to tell you this stuff? It's not, I don't feel like you're a safe space. Um, I can tell you this, but it, I don't feel like it's in confidence or in private. And basically Lala proved her point because they're at this party before Ari- Ariana arrives and Lala's like, well, where is she? Where is she? I'm concerned. And then she tells everyone. Oh, she's like, I mean, I don't, I'm just saying she like, wanted to drive off a cliff. The, the other night, she just said every day she wants to drive off cliff off the house, and she's not here. She's late, blah blah. And then there's people there that weren't part of that conversation, Brittany and Kristen, and but and not like Ariana wouldn't tell. But it's like it's not your place, Lala, to tell them that. That's Ariana's place, and exactly why she said this isn't a safe space because she told you this in confidence, and now you just blabbed it. To half of her birthday party. Yeah. And that's why it's not a safe space. And that's why she doesn't open up and confide in you. Uh, hello. I really am. Point I'm really kind of shocked that nobody has come out like really um, 
with like swinging on Lala because that was bullshit. Like she has done so many questionable things this season where that she would have never done before. And um, especially being like the odd man out for so many seasons and to suddenly more scared of her just to sit down and it, it's, it's really, it's, it's bizarre. Like, and I, I would have a hard time if I was Sheena or if I was Ariana, like anybody who like kind of facilitated that for her, I'd be like, mm, this is bizarre. The, the thing is so, strange. Like, she's intimidating because she'll like come at you hard, but she doesn't make any sense. Like literally her sentences don't make sense. And her comebacks don't make sense. We've seen this on reunions. So it's like, actually what you said doesn't even make sense. Like, like grammatically, but also like point wise. Yeah. They don't make sense. Like she'll just throw out words, you know, like the water bottle thing. She's like, I just throw a water bottle up my vagina. And everyone's like, huh? Like, what What are you talking about? And then she could never explain it. It's like, okay, well, if you actually do some kind of water bottle masturbation thing, but explain it because no one could figure it out. But then they actually asked her about it and she couldn't explain it. She's like, I don't know. Sometimes things just come out of my mouth and they don't make sense. And I was like, see, but like, why? Like, did Jax also tweet at Lala and say, that's freaking ridiculous or whatever? Like, because Charlie said she didn't have pasta. That's just as ridiculous as shoving a water bottle up your vagina. Mm, I think um, the water bottle thing is more ridiculous than never having but, had pasta. But then the other thing is like comparing like, Lala was very understanding of Ariana's anxiety and depression and things like that. Yeah. But like last season, we had to watch her laying there with a baby bottle and a blankie next to her face because she had anxiety. Right. Second on a baby bottle, which she basically just made up. Yeah. So she made that up. I don't know. No, she. She said in some kind of um, interview or podcast that, no, she doesn't always have it. Oh, no, she let it go. It was. It was a manufactured. Ugh. It was a little sketch comedy. It was a little thing. Trust me. I heard enough. These people are so inconsistent. They go on these things and they don't think. I want to Lala. She doesn't think before she speaks and then she can't track her own stories and lies. Hence the Range Rover stories, the married man story. She can't, um, she shouldn't lie because she can't. Um, she can't keep it straight. She can't keep it straight. She can't remember her own lies. Like the true liar, lie to you die, remember your own lies, blah, blah, blah. I mean, neither can Jax. Like they're kind of the same person. Right. Too. Right. And so it's like, then just don't. And maybe that's why she's owning her truth because she realized she couldn't keep her story straight. And it, it probably wasn't even alcohol. It was just she realized she couldn't keep her story straight. I don't know. Yeah. She's complete layer i was watching the, the this season when she came on i'm like oh my god there's so many lies but then there were so many jacks lies too and then it was so great but uh, andy was like asking Brittany, and you're still even after seeing all this footage of him like she's not my girlfriend she's not moving out here oh i want to fuck you lala in front of la it was like katie and yeah and Brittany's like well I've only met her two times and uh, I just decided to stand by the man I love. And I'm like, okay, so this goes long before faith. Yes, why that's is, true. Why are people blaming faith? 
This is long. This delusion goes way back. Yeah. She had her red flags. She didn't just let her man make a mistake. Oh, well, that's that's the whole thing. Like, like when people like were um, when this whole pastor thing broke up, people are like, why can't Brittany just like she just let just let her have her day. Let her have her day. Yeah. And it's like she has blown past so many warnings. And if this pastor truly was her childhood pastor, you would think he would step in and say, Brittany, let's talk about the 12 commandments and see, see which one you and Jax have kept <laughs> because he, they've broken a lot stealing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could go on. I could like literally list each of the things. Well, and also herself, but like, or whatever, fornication or. Oh th- yeah. I'm, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean like between her and Jax, like there's like, I would be support. Like if he doesn't support, you know, same-sex marriage like he would never marry a couple like that then why would he marry a couple like jackson britney right honestly like if he can't stay like he was okay with standing up and putting his hand on the bible to marry them but not like somebody else it's you guys that aren't on social media um did you see that photo of someone charged up from 2007 2008 and it said I don't even know who the guy was. Apparently the guy was more famous than Jack's, but mm-hmm. they said so-and-so and his boyfriend, Jack's Taylor, and it's them arm in arm. And it literally says, and his boyfriend, Jack's Taylor. So we tweeted it to the, or I did, to the pastor. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because the pastor has been on a rampage lately. Like I actually didn't, um, someone brought that to my attention. Um, but the pastor's been on a social media rampage. You'd think this pastor would kind of let it go and let it die down. Oh, no. He has, like, fought back with this whole season and raged. Like, ra- like Tequila Katie, rage text, rage text. And he's going full force. And so someone, like, sent me this picture. Thank you so much. It was gold. And even if it was just miscaptioned, but it said, and his boyfriend, Jax Taylor, and their arm in arm, these guys. And it was right around his modeling days, which he would have been like with John. Um, it was just, so I, I sent that to Pastor Ryan Dotson. I'm like, oh, okay. So you really wanted to marry, you know, like, what about this? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting interesting stuff yeah it really is so anyways Brittany was like i'm just gonna not believe this girl i've met for two times and i'm gonna believe the man i love that she's known for a month and she's like why would you have me move in the same episode literally the same episode he was like i don't think i believe in marriage i don't and she's like why would you have me move me out here against my family and blah 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 it's like yeah Brittany like so why would you not believe Lala over this guy you just said you knew for a month I, you're, you're just not your story's not tracking Mm-mm. sloppy yeah okay so let's see where are we at 
Okay, well, we Jackson, talked about Jackson is trucker Lala hat. blobbing to Aria, uh, about Ariana's business to everybody else, which just proved to me not a safe space. Ariana's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the Brett and Sheena thing, and basically Charlie's like, hey, Sheena, like, I know you're not interested in him, but like, I thought you might have been. I'm not gonna let a dick come between us and she's like well hey you have to understand like you're new i don't i don't know anyone i don't trust anyone new and that's kind of the thing like no one trusts anyone new because they don't know their motives you know like getting on the show and whatnot um she didn't say that but obviously i think that's where they're getting at um and then charlie kind of talks about how brett was a turnoff all he did was talk about his girlfriend and um. Okay. Well, should we get in the Charlie thing or or save it? Like, clearly, kind of seems to be yet again another manufactured scene because as everyone's discovered, Charlie's had a boyfriend for three years, right? Yeah. So we need to ask her about it, but evidence seems to be clear from what everyone you guys have found and presented is she's been with the the same dude for three years. So this was probably for the show. Well, and it's just bizarre because like the evidence is found on her Instagram and his Instagram. Like it's not hidden. Nothing had to be uncovered. It's just right there. Yeah. You didn't clean it up. You didn't clean it up. Um, And it's just going to be frustrating if like the answer is like we were on a break. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's like my answer to Max and Brett. Like, really? You're going to be on a reality show. You don't do a a sweep of your, hey, what did I say back when? Like, that's just lazy. Mm-hmm. Lazy footwork. Clean up your own shit. I definitely don't think she's lazy. Um, no, I, I'm not saying that. No, no, no. I just, I mean, like, I did a sweep of her stuff and... um no, like the first thing I noticed was the the guy, but um, cool. Yeah, I don't know. You think they're still together? Oh yeah, like they posted like yesterday. Oh, nice. Or when I like days well, ago. I didn't. I didn't realize she was a pageant girl. You said. Yeah, she's done. Uh, I mean, she was like Miss Barstow. Uh, I mean, you sent me a picture. It looked fantastic. It looked fun. Um. Yeah, she she won like a title in Barstow and then um, competed in Miss California, which is like that's awesome. It's yeah, like I think she's like at a higher level than Raquel. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, anyways, hopefully yeah. we'll learn more. And I mean, I just like I feel like pageant girls are like a major theme of Vanderpump Rules. We have Brittany, we have Charlie now, we have Raquel. Mm-hmm. You know, they are. Yeah. Pageant girls are well rehearsed girls. Well, I like I like what I saw last week and I like what I saw this week. I like the attitude. I like the <laughs> sorry. Gonna stick by my girl. Sorry. Oh, go write oh, this doesn't work for you. Go write it in your diary. I liked it. Yeah. Um it's what we need from the new people. Like it's a it's something different. It's fresh. Well, it's sassy. To, it's yeah. Yeah, like you said, he was trying to be domineering and she's like, I don't give a shit. 
Oh, oh, you're not sad. This isn't ending the way you want it to. <laughs> Go write it in your diary. I liked it. I did too. Because normally that's what a guy would say to a girl. Yeah, so yeah. I, I like the script flip. Yes. Uh, switch. <laughs> So then we go, um, Jax is freaking out. So we already got that, you know, Sandoval's back. Jax is freaking out that, um, did I miss anything? That Tom is not, Schwartz is not number one. Well, yeah, so at the bar, at the party, like they sit them down. And they're like, you're back in. You can all come to Kentucky. And like yeah. Tom and Ariana are like, oh, great. Like, thanks for the honor. Yeah. I mean, no, they're happy. And I, I feel like Ariana is like super relieved. And then they show that they are taking off for Kentucky. Like they show like the L.A. airport, LAX. And then they show the Kentucky airport. And then suddenly they all start arriving to the Kentucky castle. And... um. This is where we call bullshit. So this is where our story begins. So we've been super excited for this. And um, yeah, so they show up to the castle and they do this whole little montage where it's like Brittany and Jax walk in. They're like, oh, we're here. And then not even two seconds later, it shows like Stassi and Bo arriving and then Sheena and Ariana and Tom, like everybody. Yeah, and- like Jax and Brittany are rolling in their luggage. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, my gosh, they're here, too. And then like, yeah, Stassi. And then she's the one who shows them to their rooms and um, each one of their rooms. Like we start with Stassi and Bo and Stassi's like, Oh my gosh, like this is the best room I've ever stayed in in my entire life. Okay, well, okay, first, problematic. Um, Brittany and Jax did not arrive, and then right behind them were the crew. They arrived days before. Which is all documented. Like, this is no spoiler alert. Like, it's all... So this is all reshot. She says it in her own confessional. Yeah. But, um... Reshot... They were there days before. We saw them days before. We saw them in the bar at the castle before any of the bridal party got there. Uh, we saw them actually as Zach rolled in his fucking luggage. Um, we saw them as Kristen was out scurrying around trying to make um, goodie bags for yeah, the room. That's right. Like waters and Cheetos and whatever. And, okay, whatever. So back to the, so they show up. Then they show them to the rooms. Oh, yeah, Stassi. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the most romantic place I have ever been in my life. Okay, really? Because, like, hey, I get that you're basic and you go to all the basic shit in France and Italy and whatever, but it is France and Italy and London and Copenhagen. Like, I'm sorry, hell of a lot more chic than the Kentucky Castle that was built by the six million dollar man for a fair. Or, um, I'm sorry, it's like. That's actually historic shit. This is just like a little manufactured thing made in like the 70s. Okay. Um, 
really? This is the most romantic place I've ever been. Like, um, really? Okay. I mean, I uh, like I like that she's being nice and trying to make Brittany feel good. Like, no, but she said that in her confessionals. She didn't say that to Brittany. She said that in her confessional. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Um. So as Brittany and Jax are showing Stassi and Bo to their room, their dog like takes a crap in their room, like a diarrhea poop. And um, well, I'm so, guessing he probably had some like doggy pills for the plane or something. And yeah, I mean, traveling upsets the stomach. I get it. Yeah, and then they finally got to a place where they were relaxed. And yeah. Um, about the castle though, so. Already, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. It's filming better than it is, you guys. The castle's great. Like Sarah said, it's kind of, it's kind of a joke. Like it re- kind of reminds me of like the Citadel. No, yes, and that that's a, a outlet mall in East LA for those <laughs> of you who's not. The, oh, okay. Sorry, Joe Those of you's not here. Those of you that don't live in California, um, it's okay. That or for others that don't relate, Medieval Times or Excalibur in Las Vegas. I mean, I even feel like it's a little bit better. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> Excalibur <laughs> in Las Vegas is better. It's like That's it's pretty sad. <laughs> it's basically like when you pop up like a, a background and then you're yes. like, you're like, let's say like I was it's throwing medieval times. like a Parisian party and like I pop up like a little background and I'm like, girls, we're in Paris. Well, you those know. of you girls that, uh, and guys that love, love after lockout, you'll see Lizzie and Daniel and he goes to this theme hotel because she wants to like get engaged in Paris. It's a dream to go to Paris. Well, he, he can't afford that. He's never out of prison. Yeah. But he he finds a theme hotel. Oh, God. I've like, always wanted to go to a theme it's hotel. It's like in Boise, Boise, Idaho or something. And one room is Paris. So he proposes her. That's cute. Pro- proposes in the Paris room. No, it was very moving and sweet. It was very considerate. Yeah. And they could go to Paris, you know, later. It's, yeah. They, they're really young. They're early 20s. So yeah. it was cute. But it's like, yeah, that's kind of what it's like. For me, that's what the castle is for me. It's like, oh. Well, I mean, Sarah has. Oh, tra- folks that, you know, you can't go to Paris. Go to Paris in Las Vegas. Oh, go to Excalibur in Las Vegas. Like, I get it. That I get it. I mean, like, I feel like you've traveled way more than me, so I, whatever. But um, I was just well, a little disappointed in the castle. Like, it's pretty, but um, the rooms are, are far from luxurious. I'm sorry. Oh, when Stassi said that, I was like, are you? She's lying. You're fucking lying, and you're being a real bitch about it. Um <laughs> Because you're you're so fucking blatantly lying because I see the place that she stays on our tours and yes, that's where I will yes. I get you. I get her. Um No, she's lying. Like she's I, lying. And like I don't know. I like There's I, shitty I, rooms. We saw them. There's shitty fucking rooms. Really, really shitty. <laughs> like 
I, I, they're shitty. Shitty. <laughs> and you know what? And for the price, it's shitty. I would love, like, I would fucking love a Kentucky wedding. I would love to be, <coughs> sorry, in um, Butcher Holler. I would love to get married in Tennessee at Loretta Lynn's actual ranch. Like, I would love anything. Like, the bonus of the Kentucky Castle is, oh, you get to have all your close friends and family in one property, and you can party together all weekend. Yes, that's That's cool. the boat, and it's private. Yes. And nobody else is staying there. I love that. That is the primo bonus, and no one can come in, no paparazzi. That is the best thing. But that's not what attracted her to it. She was attracted to it because, because it's a, a real off castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I would actually go there for the privacy of if, it. If it was done properly. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, like we're so big now that we, I, my wedding would need that kind of privacy. Yeah. And like extra security. So I, I would mean, feel safe there. I would at least address those things. Like, like yeah. even as like a regular person, like, so how does this going to work? Like how, you know, are the guests going to be walking around? Like does this happen often? Like, I don't know. seems like it's like, would be a good question. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll consider it because we will, uh, we will need the security. Yeah. Aspect. Um, my house in Minnesota, we provide that, but, um, people could sneak in through a cornfield and <laughs> at our level, do we want to risk that? No. Yeah. No. And, and also the helicopter, like ugh, drones <laughs> <laughs> i mean my um, my parents like i'll i'll see helicopters going to the mayo clinic but who's to say they're just not pretending they're going to mayo clinic and they're just paparazzi yeah you never know with both of us there yeah it's it oh it'd be a circus <laughs> just a circus all right <laughs> so hey Okay, can we can we like Yeah. So go- anyway, Stasi's lying. The rooms are not insane. They're not the most romantic. They're fucking stupid. And they're really basic. tiny. They're really small. Like the ones that they are in inside and, the interior of the castle are small. And then the door is like the fucking door where you can hear everything through it and everything's echoing and it's like not shutting properly. And they, and, and do you see how Kristen's key got stuck? <laughs> That's because they truly still use a key. Like they use a key, like a, a, a well, it's metal for sale. key. It's for sale. And I, I also, I got a actual email from them today. Did you? I get stuff from them all the time. Yeah. So they're like, oh, and the spa. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck happened to the spa? Because our whole plan was we were going to stay a night or two and then we're going to go to the spa like the day of the rehearsal or the day of the wedding. Oh, the spa, the miraculous spa never opened the spa that was featured in a shed out back by the pool like it's like literally like the like sheds that you can buy from home depot and like you go in and there's like a table and there's no spa no it never opened and And they're like we're still working on it we hope to be open by spring of last year or like that pool was nasty too like the pool was like uh, nothing that i would want to hang out by no yeah so, so what they, when they came in, 
they had already been there a couple days. They made it seem like they just got there and then Stassi and, and then them, like two hours until the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. That's like, mm, no, you're talking about like three days. Do you think they're going to show any of the ridiculous murder mystery dinner? Oh, God. Well, the wedding planner who we saw popping around all week long. All week long. He was like... It was a stress uh, case. For those of you not in the direct party, you can stand over there where the shade is. He represented how hot it was. He's like, you guys, I know it's real hot. Go stand in the shade over there. We'll call you when you're needed. Yeah, so on this um, particular day, it was... I mean, it is humid. It is hot. Um, and we know for a fact, because we were there, this, um, the rehearsal dinner ran very late. It took a long time to get everybody where they needed to be. And, um, they were supposed to be moving to a different location and they were literally like two and a half hours behind. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the scenes from next week, um, we see that they're at that rooftop bar that we were at. So yeah. we're at all the spots for sure. Which, yeah, when we got there, all the chairs were set up for the wedding a couple days in advance. The rooftop Sorry. for the rehearsal was not set up. And in fact, that's where they dumped us while they got, um, they were trying to detract us from our room as they kicked Jackson and Brittany out. They're like, oh, just hang up here on the rooftop. So we got to know the rooftop very well. And that's where the rehearsal dinner, which you'll see next week, they were just gearing up for it. That's where Katie had that weird, like, um, sarong and bathing suit number. I just, I'm still confused. I know you said the fan last year, you were a fan, but I, I'm still confused by it. Um, Anyways, we were there on the... I'm starting to become a fan of, like, Katie, just because it's always... Oh, I'm a fan of Katie when she took the bull by the horns on the Sandoval Tom thing. Yes. That was a great uh, bridesmaids move. She was like, she sensed no one wanted to do it. Everyone was uncomfortable. And she's just like, hey, Sandoval, we're walking up together. I'm like... Bitch, you just did it. Yeah. And he handled it really well. He's like, oh, we are. Why? And she's like, well, we're just going to do it. And we're he's just like, going to do it. He's like, okay, whatever you guys want. And Brittany's like, well, it was just like, I was just like, whenever I, I didn't want to tell you. She should have just shut up. Yeah. And just said. She's like, are you sure okay, it's okay? Yeah. And, and I get Brittany. She was being very sweet. And she didn't want controversy and conflict and to make things worse. And that would have been worse. And I would have felt exactly the same way as she did. And then Jax didn't want to deal with it either. I get both their perspectives. No one wants to deal that. It's their day. But hey, I want I feel Tom like, first. I feel like in most of the photos, though, it's the incorrect way. Like Tom is still in position is one. He? Yeah. Because <laughs> they did pre-photos. Oh, maybe. I think they did pre-photos. Um, but I, I really loved Katie making that power move. I respected her for it. I thought she took one for the team. And I thought she just nipped it in the bud. She's like, ah, fuck all this anxiety. Hey, Sandoval, we're walking up together. Yeah. I liked her. I did too. I, I was like, wow, good job, Katie. Yeah. She did something. Yeah, something. <laughs> something. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, so the, the stuff, yeah, the stuff is already in the room. So they go, well, they're showing everyone their rooms, blah, blah, blah. Kristen's like, Ooh, it's really nice. It's like a castle, except for there's like a freeway in front. I mean, yeah, it, it's not a freeway. It's just a busy road. We've been on it. Um, then they kind of give Lala shit for wearing white and everyone's like, no, it's not appropriate. She's like, why, why, why? And like everyone, no, it's not appropriate. All right, fine. All right, fine. Yeah, that was funny. Um, oh, then they're like, uh, they're looking at the room shorts. Oh my God. There's like two chairs in the bathroom. What? Like, that's exciting. I don't know. He's very impressed by it. But at the same time, they're talking about Carter because like Sheena and Kristen were going to a room and I thought, oh, are they sharing? And they're like, well, Carter's coming, right? Where's he staying? Oh, well, he's staying at the hotel per Bernie's request. So, by the way, the hotel we were staying at with, uh, what, Lisa, Z- Zach, Rachel, mm-hmm. the workers fucking twins, Stephen McGee, else was everyone was oh the moms yeah everybody terry erica dana that was a real fucking good call we made on switching hotels seriously so you guys when we planned it um we were only doing the castle to experience the castle before the wedding and then we moved i'm like okay there's Lexington's very small. There's one of two hotels they could stay at. So we booked a room at one, and then we quickly found out, well, when we were at the castle, the bar, where everyone was the other one. So we switched it. And then we got there, and we had the, the big... Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And I have to tell you that when we switched over to the regular hotel, it was much more comfortable than the castle with just like oh, with yeah. just like simple luxuries. Like the shower was nicer. The <laughs> towels were nicer. The linens were nicer. The bed was nicer. The like the well, um, side were, table was in the proper position. You know, just like little things there like that. There weren't um, bugs and bug zappers oh, and bugs. roach zappers underneath the cupboards. There weren't uh, used candy wrappers by the bed gushers, by the way. Hence, I knew I slept on Jax's fucking side of the bed, which caused me to roll over. They they cleaned that so fast. Which side of the bed was it, left or right? Um, Left. Okay. And... They cleaned it so fast. I mean, I wonder if they actually changed the sheets. I don't, I can't. It's really worried about that. Ugh. Well, I was down on the couch, so. And I I was down on that couch under the blanket, terrified that a bug was going to crawl on me. Yeah, because like, you were by the bug zappers. I was by all the bugs. Like, there was bugs, ever, like, just, like, they were just swarming over my head all night. Yeah, and they had, like, three machines. Like, not the zappers, but like, uh, like laser attractors, like rodent, uh, rodent attractors, and it, it was freaky. Yeah, it was something I'd never experienced before. Well, yeah, and like we all neither. know the bug zapper. I got that. I'm from fucking Minnesota. I got the bug zapper. I got it. 
But this was like a, they were like the, the, the things under, you know, the cupboards. And we were like, what is that? We thought it, they were like routers, like Wi-Fi well, routers. Well, I knew what it was right away because um, when I moved into our house, they had one. And I was like, what's this? And I looked it up and I'm like, WTF. Like it's a detractor of really? bugs and rodents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they look like Wi-Fi routers, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a thing. I wonder if it really works. I hope that we have to look into that. <laughs> well, you had to live down there with them. Um, all right. Well, speaking of dead rodents, um, Tom's lizard dies. Why do you think that is? You said you've, you've had lizards or never. Oh, I, I don't know what the, is that common? Like I know goldfish die. Like they could, they, goldfish could live like, or, you know, fish you get in a bag. They could live three years or they could live three minutes. You never know. Yeah. It's a crapshoot. Ronnie got a fish last year for her birthday and it's still alive. Remember Finn when he was down here and got it at the farmer's market? Yeah. I think you were there. And it lived for like seven years. Yeah. <laughs> in a bag. But I mean, he transferred it to a bull, but like it's crazy shit. Yeah. But like he got two and the other one died in like five I, minutes. It made me really, really sad because first of all, I felt like that was a gorgeous lizard, whatever it was. It seemed like a pretty big to die that fast. I would say that's pretty devastating from who like, you know, he bought it from a place and everything like it I, wasn't a little gecko. You no, know? it was a full on dead thing. I didn't like it. And its little yeah. eyes were closed and everything. Like, I, I am not a reptile person, but that was sad. Yeah, it was like a big thing. Like, I don't think something like that taken out of his environment dies right away. Like, a little gecko the size of your hand. Like, a you know, even guinea pigs. It just makes me sad. Like, was it really sad? Like, how he said that it wasn't eating? Like... It was, was it scared? The poor thing. Scared or, I mean, maybe it was just a sick one from the gecko, but, oh God. <laughs> oh God. I did not mean to do that, but, well, I did. <laughs> okay. Well, there it is. Maybe, maybe dog was just <laughs> sick from the gecko. <laughs> I really didn't plan that. I should really go into stand up, but just not know it. It's <laughs> joke by accident. All right. Well, sorry, dog. And I feel bad because he was big and like, I feel like something was wrong. It was like, yeah, like the saddest part of the episode for sure. I feel like Katie killed him just from, de- he was like, this is my life. Like, I wonder if he fed him something wrong or something. Mm. Or is it like a fish, like if you put like, like if the water temperature isn't right and you put it in, in it like zaps them, you know, because it's like cold or hot or like you have to drop a couple drops of, I, I don't know. Someone who like specializes in lizards, let us know. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, season four was on and I didn't realize because I think we didn't care that much and we actually weren't podcasting on season four. I didn't realize Tom Schwartz's mom was heavily featured. And um, the light seemed a little dim. Oh, really? Just, um, no, she was bright and beautiful. And, but like her reactions to him and like the other moms were like, they're like other moms were toasting it. They're at Lisa 
Lisa's. Remember how they yeah. had the engagement party? And the moms were all toasting, and Lisa was there. And they're like, well, we we say, you know, however a, a boy treats his mother is, oh, it's a great indication. We see he treats you great. And, like, she never spoke. She just kind of was, like, always looking distant. She looked beautiful. She's a great-looking woman. And he's like, my dad. Yeah, I remember she was a, a few words. But she, she never sit, really said anything. Mm-hmm. And then he's always just hugging her. And she's just always kind of had a distant look. And it's like, huh. But then they talked about his dad. And I forgot this part. He goes, oh, my dad was like a 25-year um, Minneapolis Police Department detective. So, smart guy. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I just I'm I'm intrigued. Interesting. But then they all moved to Florida and he did say he goes, "Oh, my dad can't be here for the engagement party cuz he's he doesn't like flying." I'm like, "Well, he made it to Florida from Minnesota, but clearly they probably drove." But he's like, "He's afraid of flying." I'm like, "It's weird. Like you're a 25-year detective who sees every kind of hard shit in the world, but you're afraid of getting on a plane. Yeah. Because he didn't come to the wedding. Yeah. Nor the engagement party. But, But, you know, his mom came to the wedding too, but again, we never heard from her. Yeah, weird. She didn't, we've never really heard her speak. Mm Mm-mm. It was interesting watching today. Or when, or when he, um, when Tom gives him like the ring that, like um, she buys her like a little ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. Okay. Can we talk about Ariana and Raquel in the alley? Yeah. So we in, in between all the wedding stuff and everything that's happening, we zip back to Sir, where Raquel is working after the birthday party, and she shows up and um. She's taking the order from someone's, you know, from a table. And she goes up to the bar and she's like, Ariana, can I get a rosé for L2? And um, and Ariana's like, yeah, Jeremy, can you get the rosé and take it to L2? Raquel, can I talk to you outside for a sec? Well, Jeremy got a cameo. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, sure. And so she's like, can I talk to you for outside? outside? So they go to the alley, which I thought was weird. Um, yeah. And Ariana just starts off like, this isn't Ariana. Like, this is the other thing where it's like this. What What is happening? She's like, yeah. so I noticed that my part. Oh, she's like, I'm super tired. She's not an instigator. She's not a proactive, like, let me create. She's not a storyline starter. Right. She's going to go not. along with it. She's not down for creating but she's actively shit. participating now and maybe because of the content all right this makes sense she wants to protect raquel but we all know ariana's friends with james so okay go on. so um she's like well um i saw that you and james were talking at my party and it's like yeah like so <laughs> they live together their boyfriend and girlfriend isn't that kind of natural? Well, you don't want to go to Brittany's wedding because Tom's not invited, and that would be awkward. But it's weird that Raquel and James are talking. And they live together. Okay. <laughs> so, um... A little bit of a stretch, but okay. <laughs> 
So anyways, she said, I heard, I heard he sent you some pretty bad texts. Okay, well, how did you hear this? So who did Raquel tell? Jerry? Or did she tell Sheena because, like, she was out with Sheena that night? But Sheena had gone home because Raquel's phone was dead. She left it in the kitchen while she passed out. Understandable. So how would Sheena know? Unless, like, maybe, maybe Raquel woke up, called Sheena and said, oh, my God, I woke up to all these texts to James. And then um, Sheena told Ariana. So I'm buying that story. That her and Sheena re- rehashed the night. Yeah. Because the best thing I love to do after like a, a crazy night like that is to talk to your friend the next day and rehash it. Yeah. So I can understand her rehashing it with Sheena and then be like, oh my God, James sent on me. And then Sheena blabbered to Ariana. And Ariana said, well, I just want to. But it was forward of her to say, can I see the text? Can I see your phone? So I think that was a little um, production uh, it just encouraged. Felt, yeah, it just felt super unnatural. Like, once again... Ariana's not invasive like that. And Raquel and Ariana aren't great friends. And right. I would I would say Sarah and I are really good friends. And I would never, yeah, I would never in a million years ask her for her phone. And there's no way she would give me her phone. Like, she wouldn't be like, <laughs> yeah. Like, we would both be like, no. Like, I, uh, like I was showing... Um, Julia pictures earlier and I'm like blowing it up okay give it back because I'm like I'll scroll to the next one for you and then I'll blow it up yeah but it's like I don't want someone <laughs> going through my phone right there's like personal stuff no, in there if you said you got a phone I'm like well let me show the text you would show me the text and you would probably hold the phone or I would hold the phone and then I would or I'd the have phone my, back to you yeah I'd have my hand like very close to it oh I wouldn't be scrolling no I wouldn't scroll unless you said scroll down Scroll down. When I give someone my phone, I'm like, oh, don't scroll to the right or the left. There's nothing to see. I'm not yeah. doing anything weird. It's just like, oh, no, just like do this or blow it up or whatever. Like, I'm not hiding anything. It's just like, hey, man, like we like control over our yeah. devices. But I would never like take that upon myself to. I actually like, like kind of like ripping that scene apart a little bit. I kind of like that Raquel was like open enough to share that with everyone and and she has nothing to hide. Yeah, and like say like he called me a slut, a whore, like whatever happened. Like I don't know. It's I mean I like the message and what happened because Ariana did go through that with that emotional abuse that she said changed her perspective on life and how she felt a certain way about herself because of the skies demeaning comments yeah so i liked how that played out i think the intent of that whole scene was positive i do think it was manufactured but i think it was like a good positive um result and intent um natural no i don't see ariana going to anyone saying can I see your phone? And I don't see her and Raquel being like, uh, can I, I think Ra- Raquel's playing ball. However, she can play ball. And I like, think, why, why do you think that they didn't say like how they would in like any other scene and be like, 
like tell me about the text like what did he say like why couldn't they do it like that why did she have to say can i see her it was just bizarre and i think raquel doesn't explain a lot and that's why jerry's like why don't you just read it yeah it's it's and then so then they tried ariana because ariana can relate and she's gonna deliver kind of a positive message out of it and also help raquel at the same time yeah and counter what fucking Jerry just did by gaslighting her. Um, I mean, I, I like the result and what happened. Was it natural? Fuck no. Was that organic? And would that? Uh, no, I'm not believing that. I think that was like set up and staged. But what happened was fine. And I would like to see Ariana and Raquel closer. And I would like to see Ariana be a guidance role model pillar for uh, a beacon of hope and light for raquel so and i like what raquel is doing like she's standing up for herself and telling james hey you you can't treat me like this enough is enough yeah um the whole you know last part of the episode yeah, yeah i i thought that it was I don't know. Like it was classic James with, you know, he's trying to push the envelope and see, you know, how much more he can push Raquel. And he kind of straightens up and says, gosh, I think if I keep pushing her, I'm like truly going to lose her. And he in the end, he kind of says, like, I'm sorry and says he's going to change. And, you know, we watched a snippet of Watch What Happens Live and he says he's been sober for nine months. And I mean, knock on wood, but it did it did look like he was super like clear eyed and like sober on that episode. So maybe something did change. Yeah, I think he's confused with um, I think he thinks, oh, like drunk James or crazy James produces crazy results in good TV, which it does. But he can still deliver his little zipper lines and zingers um, without being wasted and super offensive and horrible. Like, you know, the way he's been horrible to everybody and the way he's been horrible this week in the text of Raquel, I think he... It's confused. There's a gray area where it's like, oh, that's what they want from me. They want me to be super um, offensive and both. People love that. It's like, no, we don't love that. That's not what we love. We love when you said, oh, come at me, old man. Or we love Pumpkin. Oh, you're just like, we love that. We love your little accents. I have a feeling that we don't love when you demean People. Yeah, I have a feeling that, that it is starting to click with him too because the fine line. And there's been like such a um like a outcry to have him come back and just be himself. Like maybe he's like finally starting to get it. Like we don't care in what capacity like he's he comes enough. back, just come back. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz he's enough cuz he he does have like good little singers and one-liners just being himself. But I think he doesn't think he's funny enough or good enough for that role. And so he thinks, oh, well, then crazy James will deliver like crazy Kristen delivers crazy Jacks. He's, you know, holding himself to like, oh, I must do the extreme. Yeah. And then I'll be relevant and talked about 
and featured more. It's like, no, actually that worked against you. And this is why you're not in very many scenes this year. It's like, no, still just do you, but you don't need to be like that demeaning, you know, what she did to Katie and just, you don't need to, you can still throw your zingers out. I was, again, season four, he was like, I loved it. Jax, because he came back on probation from stealing sunglasses. He's like, come on, me old man. Come on, me old man. Oh, you can't. That's right. You're on probation. So he could taunt him all he yeah, wanted. That was, God, and that all was he good. said was old man, old man. But it was so good. It was. That was all. He, and it's like, that's not offensive. That's not calling Katie fat or calling Raquel a slut or a whore. It's like, that was a respectable insult. It was. That Jax deserves. And, he, and it was funny. And it worked. I don't know. Anyways, that's all I have. That's all I have, too. All right. Well, we may have some exciting news next week and developments, as always. As always, we'll see you next week. And, yeah. Goodbye. Bye.